Blog Talk Radio. BDPAI Radio showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, and computer science academics. We highlight people with a passion for educating our youth in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPAI Radio Show serves the BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. And good evening, BDPA family. Hope you're all doing great wherever you are. We are on the air, and we welcome you to the BDPA iRadio show. I'm Tim Buck, and tonight I'm sitting in with Fran McNeil, the producer of BDPA iRadio show, and our other co-host tonight is Ron Stories. So look at your calendar and verify. Tonight is Tuesday, April 28, 2015, and we have a great lineup of guests. Coram Rhymes, the vice president of National BDPA, is our first guest. Followed by Theone Shields, Systems Manager with State Farm. And last but certainly not least, Jason Rashad is the Technical Program Manager at Amazon. Our ever-present studio engineer is Mr. Everaldo Gallimore. And we, the BDPA team, welcome you to the show. And we're going to dive in and get started with our first interview right now. Terrific. Well, thanks, Tim. And our first guest is Coram Rhymes, Vice President of National BDPA. Hi, Coram. Welcome to the BDPAI radio show. Thanks for being our guest tonight. How are you this evening? I'm great, Fran. Thank you for inviting me, and I'm looking forward to the um, having a productive um, show. Oh, terrific. Now, we're neighbors. I'm sitting in Philadelphia. You're in New Jersey, and you are a longtime BDPA member. Uh, share with the listening audience how you first got involved in BDPA, and what's kept very, very active. Well, um, about 20 years ago, um, one of my coworkers invited me to a conference uh, called BDPA, and I, I worked in IT, and I took the opportunity to to go to Washington, D.C., and, and when I got there, I was just really, um, in 1995, just really taken aback because it was a conference for us and by us, where typically when I went to IT conferences before, I saw very few of us, and um, it just gave me a lot of uh, joy and admiration and motivation to be involved with the um, organization. And I guess what keeps me involved with the organization is, for me, it's like um, family, you uh, the different components of the organization, whether you're working with the high school students or whether you're on a local chapter board or, or you're on a national board, it's always good to, to be able to um, share your thoughts and ideas and help um, motivate young people and also have this extended family with IT because whenever I get stuck or need some direction about something, there's always somebody I, I can turn to in the BDPA family. Well, wow. you know, that's a, that's a great perspective, and I did not start off by sharing your bio, and I'd like to take a few moments to do that, because you've already begun to capture a big part of the essence of BDPA, and over the last 20 years, you personally have really built a remarkable legacy within BDPA. You were one of the first um, members of BDPA, the New Jersey chapter, um, serving in a variety of leadership roles, including for two terms, 2003-2004, and then 2008 through 2011, you served as the president. Um, You also received one of the highest awards that BDPA gives out to individuals in 2007, you received the Epsilon Award for your outstanding community service. And then you were appointed as the VP of Finance for National BDPA in February 2015. So 20 years continuous service, and you're, um, of course, involved with BDPA New Jersey. What accomplishment? Uh, Coram, are you the most proud of because you, you've had so many roles within the volunteer organization? Well, um, first of all, the 20 years seemed like it was just yesterday. 
the time really great. go by very quickly. But I, in terms of what I feel that uh, most important, what I've accomplished is the ability to work with young people, help to um, motivate them, help them to uh, understand uh, more about technology, and also the side thing that I like to do is help counsel them uh, you know, in terms of getting into college. I have a college guide that I share with the um, students and their parents, and we always stress um, when we work with them that their their most important job is to make sure that they earn the right grades and keep the grades up so they can get into a, a great college and um, hopefully get some scholarship money. So that interaction with the students is what keeps me going because you see the students come up to the uh, high school program. Um, some of them go, go on and get uh, corporate internships, and some of them actually get, get hired by the corporation. And if they come full circle, they actually come back and give back to the organization, and that's what we strive to um, have them do and to make them um, become an integral part of the BDPA family. Mm, that's so true. I mean, I have seen you at several conferences around the table with the students, with the chaperones, um, coaching and counseling the students, and uh, your service is really remarkable. You literally travel when there are competitions. Um, in your current role as vice president of National BDPA, what are your main responsibilities, and how does that differ from maybe some of your previous leadership roles? Well, I'm the national, interim national VP of finance. Um, I do have signing power for the, uh, for the uh, organization. Um, I'm there to make sure there's proper checks and balances with uh, the finances, uh, to ensure that things run smoothly at our at our conferences, and also to make sure that there's um, a um, watchful eye on um, the expenditures, and also making sure that BDPA is a profitable organization. Mm. Now that's a that's an interesting. Um, responsibility in terms of the checks and balances. We're a volunteer organization, and you you use this word profitable. Um, and BDPA relies on sponsorships from a number of uh, organizations, entrepreneurs, and corporations. Um, tell us a little bit more about that balance. Um, what's what's involved? How does your background, your day to day background? influence the responsibilities? Well, I um, I actually have my own uh, accounting practice for 30 years, uh, personal and uh, income taxes for the um, corporate and personal personal income taxes. And I also sit on two other boards. I'm a, I'm a chairman of the um, Orange Housing Authority um, um, board as a commissioner. So I take all that knowledge for, that I've had um, um, in my current roles and previous roles to be able to um, ensure that the, I meet a fiduciary responsibility and ensure that the organization um, is bringing value. Because I think what's, more imp- what's very important for individuals as well as corporations, um, they need to see value in the product, the BDPA product. They need to see value in terms of, um, and we need to understand what is that that's important for them and so that we can also uh, demonstrate where BDPA would best fit into, into into their company. So it's trying to find that match um, for the corporation um, and to ensure that they're getting the best value and the return on their investment. One of the places that corporations and sponsors and members see the value, they can literally touch the value, is during our annual technology conferences. This year, the conference is going to be held in August in Washington, D.C. And, you know, from your perspective in your national role, um, what's your expectation for this, this conference coming up? Well, it's actually the 40th anniversary of the organization. So that's a key milestone. So we certainly are looking forward to being able to showcase the organization and to be able to, uh, um, for people who are not aware of what BDPA is, uh, and in fact there are still a few people out there, we certainly want to get the word out. But being at the state capitol, um, you know, is just such a phenomenal event, particularly since we just had a historical um, installation of the Attorney General, uh, Ms. Loretta, and um, mm-hmm. just to be in the ambiance of D.C., I think it's really uh, phenomenal. We were there two years ago. 
Uh, for me, it's a, a great opportunity because I'm very close to me to hop on the Amtrak. But mm-hmm. uh, the DC chapter, DC chapter has a lot of things that they're plan- planning to do, as well as, a, well as a national organization. But it's also giving everyone to, who will come to the conference uh, a bit of a flavor and understanding about DC, and also to highlight um, the past, some of the things we've done in BDPA, and also to be able to um, bridge that uh, past with the present. And as, as well as striving for the uh, future, because you know we always need new people to get involved, new corporations, new students, new uh, corporate sponsors. Because you know sometimes people don't stay as long as I have stayed, and we just wanted to make sure that the word gets out, the message keeps continue, continuing to be on point, and that we keep to move, to move forward. Because a lot of um, uh, companies look at uh, our organization as a leader in technology, which we are. And we just want to maintain that focus and, and keep moving in the positive direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so in doing that, what are some practical uh, and tactical actions that people can take right now in order to make sure that they're involved, whether they're a member or a parent, um, an entrepreneur or a sponsor? What, what can they do right now? Well, right now, if they haven't already signed up for the conference, they need to do that. That's kind of really, really key. And if they don't have a BDPA membership, they need to need to do that uh, as as well. Um, there's on on our website. There's um, uh, information about the conference, um, highlighting some of the things that we you know we plan to do. So they need to kind of plan plan their their their, their visit out, plan their stay, and also be able to take advantage of some of the um, cultural things that are in Washington D.C. Because um, you know that's one of the highlights. Of, I always feel the conference because on Saturday uh, we do take the students out to some type of cultural event, and um, it, it really makes the um, conference. Um, worthwhile, but we have a lot of guest speakers lined up, and uh, it's just going to be a, a really um, phenomenal conference. Mm, I agree. I had an opportunity to talk with our our founder, Earl or Earl Pace Jr., and you know the 40 years. I mean, this this is, as you said, a milestone um, event. You have been involved in BDPA, and as I mentioned earlier, you were awarded the Epsilon Award. And when you think back to what you did that allowed you to be recognized, what were some of the lessons um, or activities that you were involved in then? And how similar or different um, is what you're doing now? Well, I'm a very shy person if you you don't know me. (laughs) uh, I I enjoy working with people in the capacity and Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, when you want somebody to do something, you always always ask a busy person, um, mm-hmm. and it just gives me uh, a great joy to be able to share uh, the knowledge I have, to work with other folks and, and, and learn and learn learn from them. Um, but for me, I think it's important to always strive to be better than your best, and to remember to recreate yourself, because what you how you started out in life or what you're doing initially will change many times. And to be able to accept that or be able to understand what a new opportunity is, you really, in my opinion, have to be able to, um, you know, recreate yourself. I mean, you know, I, I, I was in the sales capacity at AT&T. I, I managed data centers for 20 years. I did IT auditing. Now I'm, on phys- I'm involved with physical security. So you just never know where the road would take you. But I think as long as you um, have a few degrees behind you, you have some knowledge, and you're able to uh, step up to the plate, the opportunity are unlimited. And a very powerful message to share, of course, with our students um, at both the high school level as well as the college level. Corin, in the remaining minute, what's a final thought that you'd like to leave with our listening audience? Well, I, I, I really think people should understand that uh, BDPA is a diverse organization. We have all colors of the spectrum involved with the organization. We embrace everyone. And technology is a universal language. It's like music. I mean, no matter where you go, if people start playing uh, this country, that country, people can get involved. And the same thing with um, computers or IT. You know, whether you're doing programming, whether you're doing some other aspect, it's kind of a universal language. And um, people need to, I think, uh, not only embrace that, 
but they get involved and be involved. I mean, you cannot help that um, based on today's environment. Everything that you uh, touch in some ways involves the uh, computer. And just remember that the BD family is there for everyone. We have open arms, and we're just looking forward to uh, meeting people, having people get involved. And don't worry if you're shy; we certainly bring that out out to you. And if you don't know where you where you want to, what you want to do, where you want to go, we certainly put you on a few committees, and you can figure it out. <laughs> That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. Well, Coram, it's been a pleasure to listen and learn from you. I thank you for being a guest on the show and really look forward to seeing you and your team and all of the folks that come out to the conference in D.C. in August. So thank you again. You're welcome. Thank you very much and appreciate it. You're welcome. And now just a brief word from our sponsor. And when we come back, we'll have our second interview. BDPA is the premier organization for people of African-American descent in the information technology industry. BDPA exists to advance the careers of African-Americans in the IT industry from the classroom to the boardroom. You can find BDPA on group site, Twitter, and Facebook. And we're back. So I will be chatting with Fiona Shields, System Manager of State Farm. Fiona, welcome to the BDPAI radio show, and thank you for being our guest tonight. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Oh, we are very excited to have you, too. Okay. Now, I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm over here in southern New Jersey, and the weather is somewhat nice today. Where are you? You said Illinois is your homestead? I- Yes, I'm in central Illinois. I'm about 150 miles southwest of Chicago and about 150 miles north of St. Louis, so in about the center of the state. And the weather is pretty nice here, too. Okay. So I don't have to loan any of it to you. You already got enough right there. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Well, I definitely like to share some of my excitement and information with the audience. They can know a little more highlights from your bio. So if you allow me to take a couple of minutes, I'll share some okay. bio information. Thank you. So as BDPA is celebrating its 40th anniversary, we have an outstanding organization, but we also have an outstanding and loyal member with us tonight, Fiona Shields, Chief Co-Founder of BDPA Central Illinois Chapter and a Corporate Champion for State Farm Insurance. Fiona has encouraged the company to invest in her first two years of BDPA Mobile Application Showcase. A number of people will receive college scholarships as a direct result of this sponsorship. I want to make special acknowledgement of that and thank you rigorously and let the audience know about our appreciation for that. So with that introduction, let's start our conversation, okay? Okay. Great. My first conversation question is, how did you find out about BDPA? What led you to the organization? And frankly, what's kept you involved and so engaged? When I first became aware of BDPA, I did not quite realize what it was. I was just attending another career fair where I was going to recruit for State Farm. And while attending the BDPA career fair, I sat in on the opening ceremonies, and I saw the excitement of the students, and it excited me, and I've been excited ever since. So it was I just seeing, it. yes, it was seeing the excitement of the students that really charged me up about BDPA. Excellent. Excellent. And what's kept me motivated, I would say, is definitely – um, when I grew up, somebody helped me get to the position I'm in. So I believe that BDPA is an organization has the model from the classroom to the boardroom. And I truly believe if we can just reach back and help children, it will help us get more out of situations like we're seeing in the news in Baltimore today. If we could just get more youth involved in IT. Yes, yes. And you're doing it in a very clear and deliberate fashion. I'd love to know a little more about this 
BDPA Mobile Application Showcase. Could you elaborate? Okay. Um, I was at the uh, one of the quarterly meetings where they talked about the possibility of starting to do mobile development in the uh, in the high school program, <laughs> and and a bell went off in my head. State Farm is trying to develop more mobile applications. I I work with a claims application, and 20% of our customers are coming in through mobile phones or or iPads or something similar. So it was just a natural connection to say, hey, we're looking for people who develop mobile applications. Maybe we can sponsor this and find some IT talent in the process. And so it's been a natural connection for me to uh, sponsor the mobile showcase. That is tremendous. So that kind of dovetailed into the things you're doing now. And likewise, it sounds like you've incorporated in funding from State Farm. So this is both something you feel genuinely personal, but also professional life is incorporated in there as well. Yes. um, Last year, we had a student compete in that in the mobile showcase, and it was just awesome to see the talent Mm -hmm. and the creativity of the students in the showcase. So, Mm -hmm. And uh, State Farm was very encouraged. It didn't take a lot of uh, twisting of arms to get them to sponsor the showcase. So hopefully... As it continues, we'll get uh, more talent out of that program because uh, we're, we're doing a lot of hiring at State Farm right now around three areas of the country, Atlanta, Dallas, and Phoenix. So I'm hoping when we go to the conference in Washington, we'll be able to find more people interested in mobile development. And you're looking for people at a student level as well as a professional level, like you, you don't uh, mind uh, if Tim Butts walks up and says, hey, I'm interested too, right? Okay, we have, high, we have high school internships, which I'm quite proud to say several of our BDPA high school students have been a part of. We also have college internships, and they usually result in full-time opportunities. So... Yeah. Um, I'm quite proud of the fact. And what's kept me engaged in BDPAA is that we have seen some of our students all the way from 10th grade get job offers at my company. So it's a very close connection for me to be involved with BDPA and keep bringing students along. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can tell from what you're telling me as well as just from the emotion in it that your life it's so intertwined with the ability to both mentor and see this growth in people's careers, really get them off on the right foot. That is tremendous value. Yes. Now, I'm curious, on the other foot, our audience loves to know what people do on the other side of their career. You've shared with me the aspects of BDPA and how State Farm dovetails together. But in terms of the day-to-day activities as a systems manager for State Farm, what are some of the responsibilities that you're involved in in that respect? As the systems manager in State Farm, I support a customer-facing application. It's called Online Claim Services. If you have an accident in your car and you file a claim, you want to see how your claim is going, you would go through my application to get a status of your claim or send your pictures to State Farm of your accident. So I'm very much in the customer-facing side of the State Farm business. Most people don't think insurance as IT, but it's very heavily involved in IT, and that's one of the things that uh, I enjoy uh, talking about it. I do a lot of recruiting for State Farm, but I also – manage a group of IT professionals that develop applications. And I love your commercials, too. Do you? 
<laughs> we do have some interesting commercials. I agree. <laughs> Thank you. I can't take credit for those though. But when you think about it's a beautiful engagement for the technology that's there. And if you think about yeah. it, that's great marketing for ever changing, frankly, nimble changing technology that's very engaging for the customer and really allows them to have a fluid interaction with their insurance company. It really sets you that ahead of above the competition. Yeah. That's true. As we uh, so, chat, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say, what other questions do you have for me? Oh, I have lots of questions for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of mobile applications and how State Farm sponsors that and incorporates it, have you seen where the innovation from within State Farm is somewhat of a motivator for your desire for greater mobile applications from BDPA students and the others involved in this competition? Um, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Sure, no sweat. I'll rephrase it. In terms of innovation, I perceive State Farm to be a very innovative organization. Likewise, I perceive mobile application development as an innovative platform. You are an yeah. advocate and a, uh, a catalyst for those uh, coming together. Is that something yes. State Farm will continue to uh, to sponsor? Uh, do you see it getting greater? Do you see mobile technology on the upswing? Elaborate a little more on what you're seeing. Okay. Um, we have an area that focuses on emerging technology. So we, we try to get the pulse of the uh, community and what's going on and what they're using. At one time, all you saw of State Farm was the State Farm agent. And realizing that the whole world was going mobile, we had to um, change how we viewed our customers accessing us. So, yes, we will continue to innovate in the mobile area and try to stay more abreast of the technology. And as we work with young people like at BDPA, hopefully we'll get more ideas of ways we can innovate. We have um, we have um, meetings with groups of young people to see what's going on in their mind as far as technology, and we get their ideas and try to incorporate their ideas in what we're doing. So you have to stay engaged with youth to see the direction we should be going in this area because some of us old folks, mobile was a little struggle for us, but we have to get on board too. So. And I yeah. think that's a wise that's a wise uh, point of view to engage the new drivers to find out what are their perceptions, what are their preferences, and actually right. build a tool that's going to meet them where they are, and they'll continue to grow right. and establish loyalty with the organization. That makes sense to me. Right. That's tremendous. Right. Well, we are in fact getting toward the end of our conversation, but I still have a couple more questions. First one being okay. Lessons learned. What two lessons would you like to share with the BDPA radio audience from your career and from just things that you've learned over the years? I think BDPA offers a wonderful opportunity for an individual. I heard Corwin speak about the leadership opportunities he's had within the organization. I think it will help individuals personally grow if they just commit some time to the organization. I think it can help us make a difference in the youth in our community if we can just get them on board with IT. I find that um, as we had our high school computer camps, students were competing with sports. They were and IT was second. We need to make IT first in my mind. Not everybody's going to be a superstar sports player. 
So if we could just stress the importance of IT, because it seems like it's vastly needed with many companies, not just State Farm. So there are opportunities out there, and I'd just like to make sure we bring the youth to the opportunities. I think that's an so excellent that, call to action, yes. Yeah. And uh, I guess I grew up and somebody helped me, and it said, they say it takes a village to raise a child. Well, BDPA is the village. We just need to get the children into the program to develop a future pool of talent. I think that's very important for us. And that's what keeps me motivated to stay a part of BDPA. I'm so glad that that motivation is there, and I can tell the fire is burning bright within you. I stand shoulder to shoulder with you. Yeah, stand shoulder to shoulder with me, loyal to that mission. And if there's anything that I can do personally, and this group of people here on the radio and our iRadio audience, now that we know more about the inner workings, we will be very vigilant and applauding those participants in the mobile application showcase this year. And uh, I will certainly make sure that I nudge a few more applications your way because I know from the work that I do how important mobile application work is. It's definitely on the forefront. It's growth. And uh, I'm I'm just tremendously inspired by everything you shared with us tonight. Okay. Well, I'll I'll be the – I'm sorry. I'll be there at the BDPA conference in Washington. I'll be at the career fair hiring and looking for students and adults, too. So just send people my way. Thank you. I definitely will track them over your way. Definitely will do that. Okay. In our remaining minute, if you would share one final thought with our BDPA iRadio audience, Um, if you're coming to the conference, I think it's important that we take advantage of the opportunities that it offers. The speakers they have definitely help grow my knowledge of my IT. I think more of us need to take advantage of the speakers. We need to visit with the um, evening sessions. I get so much out of all of it. I encourage everybody to attend those, and also attend the student activities to see what are our youth doing, what are they thinking. It's some wonderful um, showcases I see at the conference, so I just encourage everybody to participate. There it is. It's a big word, participation. Participation and engagement and definitely being uh, on the forefront of innovation. Those are the key things I'm getting from our message tonight. And, man, this has been a great conversation with you. Uh, As 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 an entrepreneur, you've certainly inspired me, and I'm glad we've gotten better acquainted. And uh, whether or not I'm doing a workshop or two this year at the conference, I certainly plan on catching some time with you, chatting more, and introducing you to some youth that I know around the country, too. So thank you so much. I look forward to that. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you. And, um, yeah, well, now we're going to cut to a word from our sponsor, BDPF. Okay. Education and Technology Foundation, a nonprofit organization that exists for the sole purpose of funding BDPA programs, scholarships, and services around the nation. Follow us on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash BDPA Foundation, or Twitter, www.twitter.com forward slash BDPA. Hi, Jason. Welcome to the BDPA iRadio Show. Thank you for being a guest tonight. It's my pleasure. Jason, I'm in uh, sunny Philadelphia. The weather was uh, beautiful today. Uh, what city are you in tonight, and how how is it there? So I'm in Seattle, Washington, where it is uh, surprisingly gray and rainy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, still enjoying it. So you say it's raining, huh? Yeah, drizzling a little bit. I mean, it's Seattle. What are you going to do? Oh, yes, you're right there. That's Seattle. Well, yes. Jason, I'm excited to interview you, and I'd like our audience to know some highlights from your bio. Uh, please sure. allow me to take a few minutes to share your background. Okay. 
Jason Rashad was a member of the 1995 high school computer competition, the HSCC team, trained by the BDPA Detroit chapter. Jason is also a champion. That team won the national HSCC championship 20 years ago, and we seek to honor him and his teammates this year. After high school, Jason continued his education at Wayne State University in the University of Michigan. Jason is currently a technical program manager for Amazon in the Seattle area. He has over 15 years of experience in information technology, specializing in software development and application infrastructure capabilities. So Jason, with that in-depth introduction, let's start our conversation. Uh, my first question for you, Jason, how did you first find out about BDPA and what has kept you involved? Sure. So I am a proud product of the Detroit Public School System. And uh, when I was in the 10th grade, one of our required courses was uh, in basic computing. We covered some programming, some IT, uh, some information about networks. This is 93, so things were a little bit um, <laughs> less advanced than they are these days. Uh, but my instructor, Ms. Judith Martin, who was a member of BDPA, uh, felt that I was somebody who should get involved in BDPA, specifically to the high school computer competition. Um, she thought that I would be a great add to the team. She thought I could bring something to the table. Um, I knew nothing at the time, obviously, in the 10th grade about BDPA or about the high school computer competition, um, but it was something that I definitely was excited to get involved in. And so that's kind of where I started. I was involved in BDPA from the 10th grade uh, through graduation, actually, um, attending the two national conferences. Uh, the first one that we attended, um, we were not the champions. I was actually the alternate on that team. But then we came back in 1995, and the Detroit team did emerge the champions. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but it was it was an it was an excellent experience throughout. It wasn't just the competition; it was uh, the coaches getting involved with the coaches, learning more about information technology as an industry. I mean, computers were always something that I've been involved in ever since I taught myself how to code BASIC on a Commodore 64 when I was, I don't even know how old I was at the time. But learning that, yeah, learning that this was something that you could, you know, do for a living and make money doing when this was really just my hobby and seeing people that looked like me and that had similar backgrounds to me doing it and going to these conventions and meeting other groups of high school students, you know, who were very good at this, who were very well-versed in technology. And again, this is mid-90s, and so it wasn't everybody had a cell phone in their pocket and everyone knew about, you know, Twitter and how to connect via Bluetooth to their car, speakerphone, and things like that. I mean, knowing anything about computers at the time was just not something that really happened amongst most people, much less high school students, much mm -hmm. much less public school students, you know, in Detroit, Michigan. And so it was really eye-opening for me, you know, being able to meet all these people that were doing things that I thought was just something I did. So BDPA, to, to answer your question, I hope, BDPA definitely uh, opened my eyes to quite a few things. Oh, great. So um, can you share with us which BDPA chapter uh, you are affiliated with? So I'm not, again, I just recently relocated to the Seattle area from D.C., uh, where I spent the last six years. I did attend some BDPA events while I was in D.C., but I have not become affiliated with the Seattle chapter just yet, but I would absolutely be happy to, particularly, you know, given um, that I am I'm currently working at Amazon and I am a minority um, here in the Pacific Northwest, and so I would absolutely love to reach out to other minorities in the area and let them know that information technology, particularly in Seattle, is something that can be very lucrative and something that they can be involved in. So, yeah, I will absolutely be reaching out to BDPA Seattle. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, we're going to make we're going to make that happen for you. So, in terms <laughs> of your service to BDPA, <laughs> I'm sure because you just have a wealth of um, expertise and information and especially has been, you know, introduction to BDPA from from what I would consider or call a high school platform. Um, through the high school computer competition, like you shared with us, you were involved from 10th through 12th grade to graduation. 
and just you know really found your way through the profession, identified with a particular uh, point of points of interest with IT, and um, continued through that, and, and definitely gave um, kudos to uh, Judith Martin with um, perking that interest and in, in, in keeping you on board with it. So in terms of your service to BDPA, what accomplishment are you most proud of? Well, again, of course, um, our championship in 1995 is going to be the thing that I am, you know, extraordinarily proud of, obviously. Um, we beat out some really good competition that year, particularly the Chicago team, who, if they're listening, sorry about that, um, but with whom we had some significant, you know, rivalry with. But I will say secondary, not even secondary to that, but even more than that, um, years later, once I was working in industry, um, I worked as the manager of an infrastructure team at Campbell Ewald in Warren, Michigan, um, and I was in charge of uh, a team of systems administrators, database administrators, and network administrators um, that supported the infrastructure for our customers there. Uh, and I was in a position, again, um, to do some hiring. I was building a team. It was a small team at the time, but I was doing some hiring and doing some interviewing, and one of the people that I wound up hiring, actually, was a, another member of the BDPA High School Computer Competition team from Detroit, Michigan, who went to King High School, um, who was on a, a later team. And I didn't know any of this at the time when I, was, when I was interviewing him and when I was reviewing his resume. His name's Stephen Clayton, actually. Um, and he, okay. what, he was a, a great employee. He was a great candidate at the time when I was reviewing. Um, and he just showed that desire and that interest that I had sort of seen amongst all the other people that, I've, that I had met as part of the high school computer competition. Uh, IT is, is something that he was doing for free. It was something that he would do, you know, if, if, if no one was watching. It was something that he had always been interested in. Uh, he had that desire to learn that we all had, again, you know, not for any cash and prizes just because this is something we were really interested in, and he turned out to be a really excellent hire. So being in the position to hire him and hopefully help to grow his career and his skill set, you know, as a part of my team is something that I'm very proud of that I would also relate to uh, being part of BDPA. Okay, great. That's a great accomplishment, you know, even to uh, reach back and identify their talent and then to discover that uh, that 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 some of the ones that you've um, enabled their career um, had some of the same pathways that you, you, you also um, have had. Our audience always likes to know what guests do. Uh, can you also share with us what are your key roles and responsibilities as a technical program manager for Amazon? Sure. So my role now, um, to give you a bit of background, again, I have been in the industry something like 16 years now um, in IT in general. I started off as a developer. I moved on to doing some systems administration. I combined the two in systems engineering, and then I got into more of a leadership role um, and have sort of moved on from there. So at Amazon as a technical program manager, my job is basically to coordinate with multiple software teams. Um, Amazon is an extraordinarily matrix organization. Um, I, I can't even look at the website anymore like when I'm trying to order something without thinking about all the different teams that are responsible for the entire experience from, you know, from start to finish as you're clicking through things. But my, my job is to coordinate with all the different software teams, all the different software managers and developers are, that are responsible for this feature or that in this department or that in order to provide, um, provide a new feature, provide a new experience for the customer, and that's, that's driven by the business. And so my role is more strategic now than it is, you know, hands-on technical. Um, I do a lot of roadmap planning. I, I'm not so much doing the architecture work, but I am doing sort of long-term project scheduling. Um, I'm responsible for keeping on top of software development milestones and making sure that we're hitting our goals uh, for this quarter or that. Um, and it's 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 great because I'm leveraging, you know, sort of my technical experience that I've built up over all these years, but I'm also thinking more long-term, more strategic, and being able to take a leadership role in that. So it's fun. I really enjoy it. Okay. So um, you you're, you're more in a strategic technical uh, role currently. Um, so 
you are involved in some very important work, and I like the way you also mapped out the multiple um, components, just just a tidbit, with with the the um, aspects of the the, the the team that's involved in um, uh, a, a customer's experience with the product that Amazon puts out. Um, in that, if we look as we look at your work and we look at your journey. Um, can you briefly map out from the computer, from winning that, the high school championship, yet uh, um, that role or that journey that you, that you have been engaged in? Now, you did mention that currently you're strategic technical. Uh, you also mentioned uh, systems administration. Uh, just map that out for our audience um, a little bit. Sure. Uh, what is the best way for me to answer this question? So in the high school computer competition, let's go all the way back there, um, my expertise there was I was on top of acronyms. Actually, <laughs> my big thing was acronyms. So a part of the high school computer competition is being, to identify, being able to identify terms. Um, what does this mean? What does TCIT stand for, which I still know, and things like that. What does HTTP stand for, things like that. So I knew sort of archaic knowledge and things of that matter, and I also was able to help out with programming. And so when I started at the University of Michigan, I started as an engineering major. You know, I was a developer because code is something that I had taught myself. I'd had a few classes on it, including in high school and also um, sort of extracurricular. So I knew the concept behind development. I knew some things about object-oriented programming, and so that's just sort of what I did. But I never really speaking about thinking strategically, I never really had a long-term plan. It's just, I'm doing this right now because this is what I'm really good at. And so I guess, and I, I won't say this was a regret. I'll say it was more of a learning opportunity. I allowed the job to sort of shape my plan more than the other way around, meaning that when I was asked to do X, Y, and Z when I was asked to build a platform, for example, and I just happened to have some platform experience even though I was a developer, I just allowed myself to be led in that direction. And so I became the systems engineer. Um, because I developed that platform experience and because I had some development experience, I sort of allowed myself to wander over to systems administration. And I, I won't complain about it because obviously it was, an excellent opportunity. Obviously, I learned a lot. Obviously, it got me here. But I just wish that I had sort of mapped things out more for myself other than, hey, I'm really good at this. This is what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Um, and so I, what it's led to is that I've had a lot of experience with a lot of different points within information technology. Um, part of my job is speaking to people from totally disparate um, responsibilities in the company, whether you're running a cluster of databases or whether you're developing a very specific bit of, of code. And I can speak to them both and know what they're talking about and then translate what they're talking about um, you know, into business language or into more technical language or document it or do whatever I need to do. So my career path has, has led me in that direction. I just sort of wish that it had been more strategic. But getting back to your question as far as where I went from the high school computer competition to where I am today, um, I would say that uh, it, was, it was less strategic than I would like it to be, but it is experience that I would not, I would not replace at all because it's all been valuable. Okay. So as a word of advice um, for others, I'm going to come back to that um, where you, you, you wish that it would, would be more strategic because the fact that I'm, that I'm left with is if we were to mentor um, other young professionals um, um, rising up in the profession in IT or that want to look at entering it, um, how could that individual be guided to look at a pathway more from what I would consider or say um, that you shared as more strategic, somewhat planning out out the points of growth and experience and then moving moving beyond that. Or just like what you shared, um, you had expertise in various areas and then just moved in ex moved into and accepted other assignments that uh, actually still have garnered you a great deal of um, 
of uh, experience in, in multiple areas, uh, developer, uh, systems engineering, systems administration. Um, looking at that in, in that roadmap, uh, how would you, what two lessons would you like to share with the BDPA our radio audience uh, pertaining to uh, your career um, and or something you want to leave or share with our audience uh, with regards to even their strategic planning with regards to mapping out their career? Sure. So one thing that I would offer just sort of thinking if I were talking to sort of 10th grade Jason, <laughs> um, is it is great to be interested in code. I see a lot of programs where people are trying to get people interested uh, in coding. It is great to be in interested in information technology in general. It's great to know how your phone works. It's great to be into mobile applications. It's great to have big ideas about what you would like to do. I would, speaking to Speaking to the audience, speaking to the high school computer competition possible candidates say, it's also important to know in which industry you would like to apply that knowledge. Um, one thing I've had is that I've worked in several different industries, from education to healthcare to automotive to federal to, and now, you know, currently working uh, for a, a commercial software company, and each one has been different. Like, the skill set that you bring to your industry, the industry is as important as the skill set, if not more so. Um, so you, you're going to want to think about, okay, so this great new application that I'm thinking about or this, this piece of technology that I really want to learn more about, where do I want to apply it? Do I want to apply it to healthcare? Like, do I want to do uh, good for the world? Do I want to apply it to a nonprofit? Do I, do, how, how and where? Do you want to apply that skill is as important as the skill that you build. The skill is the skill is universal. One of the previous guests said something about uh, IT being like music. It's 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 universal. It it applies anywhere, and that's absolutely true. But you also have to think about where specifically you're going to target your skill set once you've built it up. Um, so were I thinking about my five-year, ten-year plan, you know, going into IT as a younger person, I would absolutely think about um, my industry also. And leading from that, the second thing I would say is to think about the global market as you're building your skill set. So when I was coming up, when I was doing uh, things, when I was a very young developer, um, you know, the World Wide Web was sort of a newish thing. It was new. It was new for the commercial market, and so there was no such thing as what we used to call offshoring or, um, you know, moving development jobs to other parts of the country or working with global partners in order to build. Uh, case in point, I mean, Amazon is a global company. Amazon works everywhere. I have uh, conference calls on a regular basis with our global partners very early in the morning, very late at night, <laughs> um, because, again, if code is universal, if code is like music and it applies everywhere, then that means everyone can learn it. So as I'm building my IT toolkit, I would say to someone coming up, keep in mind the global market. So what unique will you be able to bring to the global market? Um, what can you do above and beyond? What can you do to work closer with your global partners? How can you how can you understand how a large company or even a small company is going to work with global partners in order to build this software application or this mobile application or distribute this mobile application? How is this application that you're thinking about building going to be applied to the US market versus the European market versus the African market? And you you in 2015, you absolute, in IT, you absolutely have to think of these things as you're planning out your career. So those would be my two bits of advice is, for, for one thing, you know, think strategically about your IT skill set and the market to which you're going to apply it, and also think globally. Think absolutely globally because something that's going to work very well for you here may work better or worse somewhere else, and you may or may not need to work with global partners in order to distribute it. Oh, great. Uh, yes, that is awesome. Think strategically and think globally. Um, and that's, that's uh, fantastic, Jason, and, and leaving those two um, uh, nuggets of uh, wisdom 
uh, that you've shared with those that would be, would be coming up. Um, I also share with individuals who, um, as they look at their careers, is that what career you can park anywhere on the planet uh, would be advantageous. And, and you just point that just as well, is to look at um, your IT skill sets. Um, code is universal. Code is like music. Uh, I'm about to point that phrase here. Jason, that was just fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in our remaining minute, can you please share one final spot for our BBTA radio audience? Sure. Um, to the audience in general, um, one thing that I wish I had taken more advantage of um, when I was much more involved in BDPA, when I was at conferences, when I was in there as a young IT professional coming up, is every person that you meet, every person that you're speaking with has something that they can teach you or something that you can learn, particularly when you are just starting on your journey, everyone, no matter who they are, no matter where they work, no matter what company it is, they have something to teach you, even if what they have to teach you is what you don't want to do. Like if the best thing that you can learn early in your career is, okay, I definitely do not want to do this. I definitely don't want to work in this field. I definitely don't want to necessarily work for this company. Take the opportunity to meet people at conventions. Take the opportunity to meet people at meetings and shake their hand and say, hey, my name is you know, I really am into Java programming or I am really interested in developing mobile applications. You know, what are your thoughts on this? And no matter who you meet, particularly at BDK meetings, they will have some insight into where you want to lead, and that will definitely shape your career path. So please, please take advantage. Well, thank you, Jason. Our guest was Jason Rashad of the Assistance uh, technical Program Manager, Amazon, and I'm Ronald Story, and we'd like to thank you again, Jason, for being our guest and wish you a safe and warm evening. My pleasure. Thank you. That was a terrific thank show. You. Thank you, Ron. And now a word from our sponsor. Join the evolution of IT and embrace the digital future at the 37th Annual National BDPA Technology Conference and Free Career Fair at the Washington Hilton Hotel, located at 1919 Connecticut Avenue, Northwest Washington, D.C., from August 18th to 22nd. BDPA is the largest African-American information technology association in the U.S., involved in training professionals and students in the fields of science, technology, engineering, and math. For the past 36 years, BDPA conferences have provided opportunities for innovators like you to get the knowledge and resources that are critical to stay on top. So please, from August 18th to 22nd, you too can join the evolution of IT and embrace the digital future. For more information on BDPA's National Conference and Free Career Fair, please visit www.bdpa.org. And we are back. This is Tim Butts with his final remarks for the evening. That conference, Ed, is a great reminder, audience. The BDPA conference is coming. It's in August. Please go to the website, register now, www.bdpa.org. So we've had a great show tonight. We've had inspiring and informative interviews. Mm -hmm. I want to give special thanks to our full list of guests tonight. Warren Rhymes, Vice President, Finance, National BDPA, Gianni Shields, Systems Manager, State Farm, and Jason Rashad, Technical Program Manager at Amazon. Across the country, BDPA is making a difference and we have great representation via our guest tonight and also through the co-host here on the air. Thank you to our regular Stables co-host, myself, Jayla, Ron, our studio engineer, Everaldo Gallimore, and, of course, our ever-inspiring producer, Fran McNeil. Extra appreciation goes out to Mr. Wayne Hicks, our executive director for BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. And I want to thank you, the BDPA, the BDPA iRadio audience, for listening tonight. I am Tim Butts, and I'm inviting you to listen in on the second and the fourth Tuesday of every month at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. So our next show airs May 12, 2015. Please join us and listen to archived shows as well. 
www.blogtalkradio.com BPA. Wishing you a wonderful BDPA evening. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. The BDPAI Radio Show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil. Sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. And the Executive Director, Wayne Hicks. Produced by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. BDPAI Radio broadcasts the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Join us on blogtalkradio.com backslash BDPA.